Welcome back to the Chick Chatting Podcast with your host, Ale. On today's episode, we have Brecky Wagner, and she's going to talk about sustainable prepping, which is a sustainable company, and she's going to tell us more information of what it is and how she came about to creating it. Hi, Brecky. Thanks for having me on. Thank you so much for your patience, Brecky, and uh, we're so excited to share more with our audience. Can you tell us more about sustainable prepping? I think a lot of people want to know. Great. Thank you. Yes, Sustainable Prepping um, is an online education company that really serves to meet people in the uh, kind of intersection of emergency preparedness and sustainable living. People tend to think that those are opposed viewpoints. uh, Right kinds of lifestyles, but actually they have a lot of overlap. Um, for example, if you are someone who is very invested in the sustainable living movement, the still living movement, environmentalism, and different impacts, um, you know that global climate change, the science is real and it's startling and it can be very stark. And so you're living differently now. You might be going plastic free or you might be trying to go fossil fuel free to try to curb some of the worst effects of climate change. Um, If you're in the preparedness community, while you may not always agree with the science of global climate change for a host of reasons, um, you do recognize that climate disasters are not only possible, but they're probable. And so that intersection is getting people in the sustainability community to be prepared for those disasters, right? Not just going plastic-free now, but having that disaster kit, having uh, the water they need, having the water filtration they need and things like that. Uh, right. But then also bringing the science and the lifestyle change before the disaster to the people in the preparedness community. So I'm kind of sitting at that interesting intersection of these two communities. Although that's that's awesome. And I think right now, especially what is going on in the world, because we're just consumers. You know what I mean? Like we don't think about the future. We don't think of what if. Yeah, I I spend a lot of time thinking about what if, um, but my approach is trying to be very empowering rather than fear based. You know, if you went and you t- plugged in the word prepping, uh, you know, into YouTube or yeah, it's going to be all the like people in gas masks and doomsday and the zombies are coming and you know end of the world as we know it. And the truth is that is very 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 unlikely. But there are very likely scenarios that we can be prepared for, like hurricanes, like intense storms, fire season, droughts, um, our electrical grid going down because it's old. The infrastructure has not been maintained here in the United States the way it should be. Um, and so these are very real things that we can be prepared yeah. for. And instead of being scared of it, we can go, all right, I'm going to be ahead of this curve so that when, not if, this disaster happens, I can be a leader, I can be calm, I can be confident, my people in right. order. I don't have to be a drain on the disaster assistance. You know, it just allows you to be in a place of empowerment rather than being in a vulnerable position where you could be taken advantage of. Right. And I think we should all think of that because like you said, the power grid, I mean, it was horrible what happened. A lot of families lost loved ones because of it and they weren't prepared. Yeah. Yeah. I think about last year, the year before in Texas, you know, they had that massive grid that went down. Um, yes. And, and because Texas isn't used to ice, right? Like, Think yeah. of ice, we think of Texas. <laughs> you know? And yeah, we just think it's gonna be hot. Exactly. You're like, okay, I've got the AC all day long, but do you have a way to stay warm? And and these global, you know, change of, of weather patterns 
you know, hitting the uh, bad infrastructure or, or old infrastructure, I want to say, um, right. that creates these problems. And how can you be ahead of that? Um, you know, there are a lot of people that, you know, um, had they had some very simple preps in place, would they have been able to avoid it? No, they could have rode that wave <laughs> right. problem yeah. a lot exactly. more comfortably. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and I think it also teaches the younger generation. I think it prepares them as well because they might think I'm always going to have it. It's always going to be available. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think the pandemic is only a couple of years past behind us, you know, with the all lockdowns. Yeah. And even still, I'm already seeing people um, forgetting the great, you know, toilet paper <laughs> catastrophe, you know, yes. 2020, right? And uh, we can joke about that, but how many people are already kind of forgetting what that was like? And so, you know, they're, they're uh, getting horrible. a little close to the end of their their supply and 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 not stocking up. And so, I think it's reminding ourselves that our systems are more fragile and we've seen the fragility, you know, with the pandemic and not to do that from a place of, Oh no, Oh no, Oh no, but go, okay. Like I know how the system works now just in time delivery systems. I mean, grocery stores really only have about three days worth of supplies at any given time. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yes. So this is a, this is, yeah, a big thing is grocery stores don't have the square footage usually to hold more than about three days worth of food. So if you've ever seen a grocery store, they get shipments usually like every other day or twice a week if you're in a more rural community. Um, but they only have about three days worth of, of supplies. I'm sure there are more canned goods and things if, if uh, you look through all their shelves plus their stock. But realistically, they keep about three days worth of food. Um, and that's why when hurricanes come, right, they get totally wiped out like in a couple of hours because they don't, oh, keep, okay. they, don't they just don't have room to keep all of that supply. Um, so it's called the Just-in-Time Delivery Service. It relies on okay. you know, computers doing calculations with massive networks of like, right. okay, we know that 47 gallons of milk were bought in store, you know, 127. Um, we need to make sure on the next, you know, truck, there's at least 127 gallons more milk, right? Like they rely on that. What happens when a storm gets in the way of it? You're, you're... Everything just, it, it finishes very exactly. quickly. When there's a pandemic and there's no workers to unload or drive the trucks, when there's a shortage, right? We see the effects. Right. And now more and more people are beginning to understand what causes it, right? We've seen the symptoms of the problem. Now we know that one of the elements of the problem is the system that's, uh, you know, the headquarters aren't in your town. You know, you know, we've gotten rid of so many of the local stores that we don't know who's, you know, managing that just-in-time delivery system. So now that people know, they go, okay, well, I don't want to rely on assuming that store is going to be able to meet my need. I mean, you know, I'm right. not going to not shop anymore, right? Like that's not realistic. I might <laughs> say, hey, I'm going to always have a month of everything on my shelves or two months of everything on my shelves, or I'm going to have this backup supply. This kind of depends upon your perspective, but I want to empower people with those tools as they peel back the curtain and go, things are a little bit less secure than I always thought, you know? So now how do I insulate myself from that insecurity to be a more secure? That way, again, you're not able to be manipulated. Um, you don't have to have fear. You can have the confidence. This is not about being afraid of the world. This is about being confident in the face of an insecure world. Right. And what, what do you suggest, Brecky, that the person that's just beginning to do the prepping, what items should they focus Absolutely. on first? You know, if I am known for anything, it is I am the queen of water. 
have water. Um, you know, you, you can go up to three weeks without food. I mean, Jesus was 40 days in the desert, right? Like, you, you die, right. depending on how much padding you had. If you're like me, you could probably go four weeks without food. You know what I'm saying? Um, but uh, the human body can only go about three days before you die of not having water. Oh, okay. You absolutely have to have water. And it has to be clean water. So water must. must. If you do nothing else, get a water filter. You can get one for like 20 bucks off of Amazon, the Sawyer filter or a life straw. They're super easy. They're not fancy and they're small. Have a water filter and have water. You need one gallon of water per person per day. So if you live alone, you need seven gallons for a week. That's a lot. I know. But uh, you can do one yeah. <laughs> like camping jug and stick it in your closet. And now you have water. And if your pipes burst, if there's a contamination, you have a week. You have a week of insulation, right? Yeah. And then you have your filter. So if you need to filter things, if you have a, a family, you know, one gallon per person per day, um, 20, you know, for, um, excuse me, it's 28 gallons for a week. If you're doing that for a family of four, I would round up and just do 30. Give yourself a little insulation. Um, don't forget to include your pets, right? How much do your dog be? Oh, yeah. Between, the pets right? are like, you gotta add them in. Um, <laughs> But if you do nothing else, get at least a week of water. Because if you look at these um, disasters, what happens? Waters get, water lines get contaminated and it takes more than a week to decontaminate. Oh, yes. The lines burst. Oh, yes. It takes more than a week to get it fixed. So get your water in order, then move to food. Try to get a dedicated week of food that's not just what's on your pantry shelves, um, that is just and then oh, okay. you can double that. You can triple that. You can quadruple it. You can get to a month. You know, you can you can look at those bases and then grow it as you have time and income. Um, once you have a week of water and a week of food, you should have some flashlights. My recommendations are a headlamp that you wear so your hands are free, right? You don't want to be trying to top up your dinner. Oh, yes. <laughs> Go flashlight in one hand. Because uh, I get it, you know, inexpensive. So get a couple headlamps, get one big standing lamp, you know, like a one that can light a whole room. Don't bother with the handheld ones. Like they're cheap, but they, you know, you have to hold yeah. them. So don't bother with that. Have plenty of backup batteries that can be used in those lamps. And then, you know, once you've got those, are there other things that would be great to have? Sure. But if, though, if you just have those basic, basic essentials, now you can survive for a week if the power's out. You know, now you have your base. Yes, right. you want to plan for cold weather or hot weather. Yes, you want to plan, you know, for medical stuff. But if you have water, food, lighting, you will be able to be ahead of the curve. And that's where you can start if you are just beginning. And that is interesting because a lot of us might not even think of it and would get more more food exactly. and then very little water. Yes, and it's absolutely. The I think that that is the biggest piece. That's why I, t I talk about it. Whenever anybody asks me, I'm like, get water, get water. Because we are so fortunate <laughs> that we live in a country where clean water yeah. for most of us can come right out of our tap. That we take for granted how right. special that is. And you know, I have been very fortunate that through some of the work I've done, I've been able to travel in several developing countries where that's not true, right? Where water is not coming from a tap. And if it is, it's contaminated. So you still have to drink water that's been purified. Um, and that made me so aware. Every time you brush your teeth, you have water. Every time you flush the toilet, there's water. Every time you, you know, there's, and, and so having that and storing that, um, water is heavy. So, you know, if you live in an apartment, you got it, you can't store all your water in one spot. It can, it can damage your floors, right? Um, but having, getting, you know, two of those five gallon, like water coolers, jugs, you know, what I'm talking about 
that you see in office buildings. Yeah. It's in your closet. You know, put one yes. in your closet, put one in your hall closet. Boom, you've got 10 gallons of water. That's a week to a week and a half of water. And now you have that and you don't have to think about it. You know, maybe check it on it once a year, make sure it's not leaking, keep it out of the sunlight. But like, now you're done. You don't have to think about it again, you know? Um, yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> and but we don't think about water. You're right. So I, 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 uh, yeah, I will think about it for you and tell you, go get your water, right? Go do it today. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. It's, it's a lot of people with, and I would think first it's food, but no, you're right. It is water. Water is the most important thing. We run out of what? I think yeah, 70% water. Is that what it is? Oh, okay. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. And can you tell us more about what about like first aid supplies? I know that's also important. Like what are the main things we should Absolutely. have like, right away? Absolutely. Just think about it so, like, right away. <laughs> um, after you have your water, after you have some food, after you have your lighting, okay, then you want to get a good first aid kit. And you should have this anyway. This is useful when, you know, you fall down your knee, you get a paper cut, whatever. Right. So you're going to want to have a disinfectant. You decide what you want to use. I use um, a spray bottle of hydrogen peroxide and I have a backup bottle. So, you know, I have two of those. Um, then you want to have some kind of, of antibiotic cream, like a Neosporin or whatever your preference is, of course. Um, and then you want to have a plethora of Band-Aids of different sizes. And again, any basic kit is going to have the stuff. Um, but when you get that basic kit that has the Band-Aids and the cream and the spray, you're going to want to make sure you have some kind of fever reducer. And if you have small people in your family, okay. you need to also add to it a liquid fever reducer. This could be Tylenol. This could be Motrin. You know, you pick what works for your family, um, but you want to have the pill form for the big people and a liquid form for the little people. You want to have anti-diarrheals. Again, Big people, liquid. Oh, yeah, those are important. Exactly. Listen, and <laughs> yeah. in emergency, um, even if all your food is good, all your water is good, you could have a stressed tummy. <laughs> exactly. You yeah, want to you make never sure know. You in that <laughs> before. Yeah. Um, you yeah, want to have yeah. things, um, this is all over the counter. None of this is prescription, right? You want to have things like a Benadryl okay. or any kind of um, something that can help if you're having an allergic reaction. So something to manage your allergies. So if you take a regular allergy medication, have some of that. If you um, don't, have something like a Benadryl that has the allergy medication in it. So if you eat something or you get stung by something or you're having an allergic reaction, you have a way to manage that at home if possible. Oh, yeah, like an allergic reaction, like a medicine, like a medication exactly. that now, serves that purpose. Now, if you have a prescription purpose. for it, absolutely make sure you stay on top okay. of having like an EpiPen or something like that. Um, but if you don't have that, you know, like right. my husband isn't deathly allergic to bees, but when he gets stung by a bee, his, the appendage will swell, right? Um, more than me. If I get stung by a bee, it's a little well and it hurts. He gets down, his whole hand swells. So he would have to oh, take yeah. something to help bring that swelling down. So we have, you know, those in our medical kit. Um, you want to add burn cream, right? right? Because you might have to cook over an open fire. You might get burned. So have a burn cream in your kit. Um, you're going to want to look at having rehydration powder. So this is something like Gatorade. If you have kids, Pedialyte. If you do get sick and you're vomiting or you're the other ending, <laughs> um, you're losing fluid, you want to rehydrate, <laughs> yeah. get those salts and sugars and electrolytes back in your system. Um, and so get some of that. I would not recommend doing a homemade version just because Listen, in an emergency, you can go bad. You don't want to stress about bad, the, right? the right ratio of salt and sugar and whatever. Just go invest right. $10. Buy some. Buy okay. one. <laughs> um, 
Yeah. And that's how you can kind of build up your kit. Have, you know, something else that would be great, especially, you know, if you're um, a woman or if you have people in your family that are menstruating, um, menstruation pads, you want to have those for menstruation. But if you cut yourself and you're bleeding a lot, those pads are absorbent, right? So keep a couple in your first aid kit. Because they can help if you have somebody who really cuts themselves and you and you're not going to be able to get right to the doctor right away. They are very absorbent, um, and they're all sealed up. Keep a handful of those with your med kit. Then, if you have somebody who's menstruating yeah. and uh, they don't have what they need, that's up. And if not, they can yeah. act as first aid. So there, I mean, those are great ways to just flesh out a uh, first aid kit that you might just buy from the local store. Add a few things in. It's like having a multi-purpose one item, Um, right? Tampons are the same way. They're very absorbent. So if you are concerned about, um, you know, I hate to talk about this, but like gunshot wounds or anything like that, um, you can buy the expensive stuff online and those are great. They are designed for that purpose. If you are not in a place where financially you want to go invest $25 in one, you know, bandage, get some tampons <laughs> if I put them in your because they are going to solve right, the problem, right. but they're so absorbent and they expand, but they can help mitigate until you can get to emergency services. So again, it's not fixing the problem. It is not, I'm not a doctor recommending that you don't go see a specialist, but these are exactly, ways you can yeah. <laughs> add to your basic kit to give it a little bit more oomph. Yes. Uh, and you know, like I said, it, that's awesome. Always having like a, an item you have with you, no matter what, because you never know what can happen. You know, global warming's changing. Yes. I'm in Texas, and we had it rough. Like there was no food for like about a week. I, we were just trying to find the next place that was open, and we looked at each yes. other, my boyfriend and I, like, why didn't we prepare for this? T- like, why didn't we have about something it. If stock? You, if you talk about preparedness, people look at you like, okay, you've got a bunker, don't you? I'm like, no, I'm just a mom. Yeah, I like, feed oh, everybody. you want to prepare so much? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Yeah, definitely. But I'm glad that you're talking about it. We're actually discussing this because now more than ever, I know every not even to get political or anything, everything that's going on overseas, you know, we just never know what's going to happen here. You know, we can, you know, probably they can send loads of food out there and then we're cut short. So we're just like, oh, I only have for like today or tomorrow. And we don't yes, think of these, these at least things, a week I think to a month that ahead. Our grandparents or great grandparents would have thought was totally normal. I mean, if you looked at your great grandma and she was like, you only have a week's worth of food yeah. on yourselves, she would have been like, what are you with? Like, how are you? Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, it was it's nothing. My dad grew up in Minnesota and, um, you know, winters were harsh, are still harsh. And, he was born in the forties. So, you know, he's, oh, he's yes, uh, older and you would have, a, you'd try to have three to four months to get through the worst part of winter in case the trucks of food couldn't make it all the way in, you know, and we have uh, been given the gift right. of a global society in which we don't have to stress about that. But the flip side of that is we now don't have that practical knowledge of what do I need to go a whole month? Um, and let me tell you, building a month of, of food storage is not hard. Just look at what you eat every single day. What do you have for breakfast? And how can you make that something that doesn't need refrigeration? Do you eat oatmeal? If you eat oatmeal, boom, just buy some boxes of oatmeal, right? You know, it doesn't have to be complicated. Right. You don't need to spend a lot of right. money on freeze-dried food. If you choose to, that's awesome, but you don't have to. Um, if you like chili, just plan to have chili once a week for a month. That's four chilies in a in a month. Okay. Have enough supplies to do that. You know, if you like mac and cheese, have that one, you know, for lunch three days a week for a month. Okay. Like 
Yeah. It's not like yeah. doing simple math and, and just adding are, it. You know, I, I sell a course and you can take my course to figure out how to do all of this. But even if you don't, right, even if you don't want the worksheets and the videos and whatever, here's, let me tell you how to do it right now. Plan a week, three meals a day, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, add in a snack. Get all that stuff for one week. Once you see what all that stuff is, then double it. Now you have two weeks. Okay. Once you see what all that stuff looks like, then double that. Now you have a month. Boom. It's that easy. You know, it's that easy. And I would much rather right. you have that knowledge because. Yes. And I'm writing notes as much as I can as well, because I feel like, like I said, yeah. the younger generation, we always think there's going to be an abundance yeah. of food. We are so used to Amazon, you know, just going right away. And you were like, what if that stops? What if yeah. we don't have it or for it becomes expensive. a month, two months, something happens. <laughs> I, was trained, I was trained as a historian. That is my yes. fa academic Inflation. background. And one of the things that we in our modern society have the gift and the blessing of not thinking about is that for the majority of the human population up until about 200 years ago, their main thing they did every day was food. All they did was grow food, pair food, right. you know, keep it up for, put it up for winter. Um, but yeah, all the, it was all about food production, finding calories <laughs> and maintaining calories was the number one pastime yes. of people for uh, all of human <laughs> history until like 200 years ago. And, and even still, it's a privilege of us in the developed quote unquote developed world that we're not thinking about this. You go talk to somebody, um, in parts of Central America, in parts of South America, in parts of Africa, in parts of Asia, and it still would be the majority of their time. Maybe not, you know, 90%, but maybe like 55 or 60% of their time is growing food or harvesting food or preparing food or trading their their money, all their their money from work for food. I mean, we we think of, oh, well, food is only 10% of my budget. And you talk to people in other areas or you read about people in, in the historical past, food was 50, 60, 70% of their budget. Um, so we just are blessed with this abundance, right. but it also insulates us from the reality that like there might be food available. It just might triple, quadruple in price. So if we can get some now, one, we're buying it at a cheaper price. So you know, it's giving us a savings, but two, we're insulating ourselves because if your paycheck can't go as far as it used to, we're already feeling that. I'm sure you're feeling that. I know I'm feeling it. Um, then you can go, okay, I have, Yes. let's say you decide to invest yes. in rice and beans because that's something that you like. Well, I've got, you know, 30, 40 pounds of rice I put up. I can crack open a 10 pound bag that I've, you know, efficiently and appropriately stored. Now I can not spend my money on that and I can put it towards buying cheese that's more expensive, meat that's more expensive, right. fresh veggies that are more expensive, whatever it is. It's it's easing right. that burden. So it it really functions in so many ways. It's not just, oh my gosh, the power's out and everything's terrible. It could be, oh my gosh, you know, inflation is really hurting us, or oh my gosh, my I got laid off from my job and now my income is in half, or oh my goodness, you know. Because of, yes. of whatever, everybody's been asked to take a 10% pay cut in order to keep from laying off people. Now I have let, you know, whatever that small. Yes. And it helps. Whatever the situation may be. And you did say, oh, sorry, you did say you had a course. And I think that's something that people can go to your website. Uh, Absolutely. How can they so I have a course, and um, www.sustainableprepping.com. And on it, there is just a courses tab that is, uh, there is a food storage in a weekend. And this is a video course with all kinds of downloadables about 
helping you put together one month of dedicated food storage in just a weekend. So you don't have to order anything fancy online. It's going to walk you through exactly what I just said, that taking that one week of food planning and really um, building it into a month how you can put together menus. It gives you menu ideas, calendar ideas, all kinds of stuff like that. Um, so if you are a beginner and you really want someone to hold your hand, you can absolutely take this course. And it's me and my jovial face and voice uh, walking you through all of it. Um, and then there's also an inventory cheat sheet. So if you want to look at, take something and look at your house and see what you have and then see what you don't have, you know, you don't want to necessarily do a whole course, but you want a kind of a quick um, guide to everything, not just food storage. And you can look at the cheat sheet and it's there. Um, but also I have tons of content on YouTube. I'm sustainable prepping on YouTube and tons of free videos to help walk you through all of these things. And I put out videos um, every Tuesday and Saturday and just really trying to support the best that I can because I really feel passionately, um, I want people to be ready. I really, really want people to be ready. Yes. And I'll make sure as well to, to look it up and post it on all social medias. I think right now, just people need that guidance. Like I said, I'm gonna look into this as well because I'm very unprepared. I have been unprepared many times and we need to, like you said, any situation, we lose a job, inflation yes. is killing us. I know right now you know, groceries are like super expensive. They are gonna keep going up. I think it's it's a conversation yeah, like and they're, this. They're where keep you're going not up. a prepper, you don't have a bunker, you're not gonna buy a gas mask, like that's not your thing. You're just a regular person. and. More that you have that conversation exactly. and you tell your boyfriend, hey, you know, let's do this. And you talk to someone at work and they're like, you're totally right. Then all of a sudden, what, what has been this isolated group of people becomes everybody's prepared. So when a Katrina hits or you, know, you have another Texas winter where the power goes out, instead of freaking out, you can go, okay, get the prep box. And now you're okay. And then you're in a place where you can help your neighbor be okay. Yes, and you exactly. can stay in a position of power and no one can come in and, and make you feel more afraid. You're not going to be manipulated. And this allows you to maintain all of your independence and power. And for me as a woman, I want women to stay empowered. Women are most likely to be affected by these things. And so stay in your power. Be like, listen, man, I can stay home. Yeah. I don't got to deal with being at the grocery store and the people getting into fist fights over water. I've got my I've got my food. I've got my filters. I've got my stuff. So this just exactly. sets you up to lead. It sets you up to stay calm. It sets you up to be a helper. And I think we just need more of that. Yeah. And I totally agree with that. And so people can know just a little bit of your background. Um, can you just describe yourself my in three goodness. words? Uh, and three words. What's I your would favorite say, quote um, of all time? <laughs> enthusiastic, optimistic, and creative. And my favorite quote of all time, I actually have it as a tattoo awesome. um, on my wrist. I have the words, be the change. And it comes from uh, Mohandas Gandhi's, you must be the change you wish to see in the world. And it reminds me that uh, if I want the world to be different, I got to get about doing it myself. So. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. And you're definitely spreading awareness. I think awareness is the best thing you can do for society. Um, we Everybody can do material things for society. But when it comes to like education, educating someone, that knowledge, that abundance of knowledge, people are just like that aha moment, you know, oh, I didn't know this existed. Yeah. I didn't know I can do this. I didn't know that there's a way to become yes, better. Absolutely. Because and this is definitely my hope is that bettering, the you know, society. <laughs> this conversation, you know, the less one, the people in the subgroup kind of um, keep it to themselves. You know, there's a lot of prepping that is a very us, the preppers who are better than everyone. And then those normies who aren't 
Um, and I want to break that down and say, listen, not everybody can have a bunker in their basement and not everybody right. can have a year's supply of food. Not everybody needs that. Right. But I, you, Ale, are prepped with, you know, your working pantry that's right. got four or five weeks of food. And then you have your one month food storage and your water and your filter and your flashlights and your your first aid kit. And then something happens, you can take charge and be ahead of the game. And if everybody you work with gets, you know, their one month food storage, then you know that everyone in your sphere are in positions of strength. They're calm, they're confident. Think about what that network would look like just in your town. If this whole, and, and you're, I'm assuming you're a millennial. So like this younger generation of people are able to stay calm and confident, you know, Yes. Then you don't, you can't have boomers telling you what to do, right? Like if you just, you stay in this position of power and confidence. And I just think let's make it normal when you move yeah. into a new house, instead of, you know, bringing a bottle of wine, let's bring you a flashlight. Let's bring you food storage. Let's bring you, you know, water filter. Like let's normalize this as just a part of what we do and how we do life. Yeah. that, that I a hundred percent agree with that. And also, you know, I was going to ask one more question actually having to do with the materials. What advice do you have for people that have kids? Yeah. Uh, San Antonio is a very family oriented, you know, kind of environment. So with prepping, yeah, I, like, so what the is the main thing, to say, thing that you should have for said, children? Everything that I just said applies to kids, right? Um, you know, everything I just said about water, filtration, all of that, having your medicine okay. kit and making sure if you have children, you have liquid versions of things and all of that. The next piece when you have kids um, really is how, what can you prep to have them be calm? If that's making sure you have a special stuffy, if that's making sure that there's a special lamp, right. if that's making sure um, that they have, that you have maybe in your preps, a special coloring or game or whatever, so that when something bad happens, they're not having to absorb your anxiety. That would be one of the things I would say. Um, if you are prepping an evacuation bag, and we don't really have time right. to go through all of that, but if you're prepping an evacuation bag in your child's bag, they're not going to carry all their own water and all their own clothes and things like that. But you can make sure that there's a stuffy, you know, or, or whatever brings them comfort. You can make sure that there's special treats and snacks that can encourage them. Um, rehydration powders like Pedialyte for kids if they feel sick or yucky. Um, things like that really... For kids, you do all the same work of food and water. Like I would still go for a full gallon of water per person per day, even if your kid's not going to drink all of it. Um, and then you add that layer of things that will bring them comfort, right? If things that will right. bring them a little bit of calm because, you know, they're going to be reacting to your emotions and they're going to be overwhelmed and they're not going to have, depending upon how the age of the child, they're just not going to know um, how to manage their emotions as well as you. And so. Excuse me. Um, having and think <laughs> it's always good to know that. Also, for like me that I'm an aunt, it's always good to know how to help my sister, yes. how to help my friend that has children. Yeah, and, maybe and help them about prepare by babies, having it. You know what um, I mean? Having, having those items that, in my pantry. Um, <laughs> preps of, of having diapers yes. um, and things like that, that are separate from what you're using every day so that you don't get tempted to crack into them. <laughs> Making sure you have those, making sure you have wipes, making sure if you are someone who's formula feeding, <laughs> yeah. um, that you have like an extra tub of formula that's kind of set aside. You do want to rotate it. Formula doesn't keep, but you always want to have one that's like set aside that you're not tempted to use so that if there's a shortage, you have that on your shelves. Anything like that 
um, you know, it's an investment. For, I had to formula feed twins. So I totally understand how hard it is. I did. Yeah. Um, they were, came early and my body was like, <laughs> wow. Praise the Lord, formula. But ways that if you're an auntie and you're like, okay, (laughs) how can I help my family? Well, if you've got a little one in your family, maybe putting together a special little, okay, here's, you know, little junior's box of things. I'm going to give this as a gift. Right. And then, you know, every six months help to them to update it where they can take those diapers and rotate them in and put the bigger size. And, you know, it's, it's a little planning, but to have it in the event that something goes wrong, it's worth it. It's worth that peace of mind and the security. And um, let's say you size out of the diapers before they get used, go donate them to someone. You know, you've got, you're going to know somebody who can use it. It's going to, those things are going to get used. So um, the other thing, the other suggestion I want to have too, with putting together a baby kit is have a sterilized bottle in with the kit. So you're not trying to wash a bottle. You just have one in the kit. That's another piece that people forget. Just want to make sure I added that in. Right. Yeah. It is important. Anybody that listens to my, you know, yes. my audience is oh from all ages. Yes. And Listen, my girls life, came, so this is very important um, to have. So she have a new pandemic and they were preemies. And I just remember watching the world close and, and we were on formula and I just thought, Oh my goodness, what are we going to do? Um, and, and luckily oh, wow. I'm, I've been a prepper for a long time. So we've always made, my goal was yeah. to always have at least a month's worth of formula ahead. Um, and we did, and that helped a lot because there were times when we, you know, we went to the store and there wasn't any of what we, and we had one child who had a very, she had tummy problems. So she had a very specialized, and it was, of course it was twice as expensive. Right? <laughs> Oh, so it's a specific she, formula. She started with her high-end life young. You know what I mean? Oh, yes, there always are. Um, but because we we made that sacrifice of saying no to other yeah. things to, in order to have that month's backup of a formula, it we used it. I mean, there were times yeah. when we had to crack into it, and when we could buy formula, Mandy bought enough to resupply that month, and it was hard. But if you can possibly afford to do so, um, planning ahead like that, um, or helping a family member, you know, if you don't have kids, but you have a sibling that does, and it, and it is expensive, give that gift, right? Say, look, I'm doing this as a gift. It may not seem like you need it now, but remember that one terrible storm. I'm doing this because yeah. I love you and I love my nieces and nephews and I'm here to be supportive. So you're welcome. That is awesome. And thank you so much, Brecky. Uh, this is an amazing, informative uh, podcast for sustainable prepping life. Ms. Brecky basically is the pro. So I will post everything to contact her, her social medias. I know I, ha- I think I believe I have her on Facebook where I follow her, but I will double check on that. And, you know, this is awesome information. And is there anything Absolutely. else that you, you might want our listeners Instagram to know too, about um, your sustainable company, underscore you, prepping? And anything? just to say <laughs> that I want you not to be afraid. I don't want you to come away from this feeling any anxiety, but rather I want you to feel like you are empowered to go out there, to be prepped, to be ready, um, rather than to be in fear. I want you to feel calm and confident in every crisis. That is awesome. Thank you so much, Brecky. And I hope to have you again. Well, I'm still going to rotate maybe a few months from now, see how everything's going. And maybe we have new things we can talk about uh, with sustainable prepping. So thank you so much for being on my podcast. (laughs) Thank you, guys. Thank you so much for tuning on the Chick Chatting Podcast. Next episode will be uh, a health expert who's going to talk about medicine, all things healthcare. So stay tuned, guys. Thank you, Brecky.